0: You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network brought to you by Bill Barr. My name is Brian Brown. I am your host coming to you with the daily news notes and updates from all over the University Athletics universe. We've got another jam packed show. It looks like Craig Smith has started to fill out his coaching staff. We'll discuss the possible names that he may bring, be bringing on board. According to some well-placed sources. We'll also talk about Alfonso Plummer and his Instagram message, supposedly declaring that he was entering the transfer portal and testing the NBA waters. And we'll break down your weekend recap with all the updates, scores, and recap of the action from over the weekend in the other University of Utah sports. There was a lot that was going on in addition to the coaching hire. It was a very, very busy weekend. Your boy was tired. It was a lot of work. But that's why we grind here on the Locked on Youth Podcast to bring you the best possible daily youths content and updates. And without further ado, this is the Locked on Youth Podcast for March 30th, 2021. Thank you for joining me, my Utah friends and family. My name is Brian Brown. I'm your favorite bear sitting in his comfy cozy chair in an undisclosed location somewhere deep in the heart of Utah Nation. A lot to talk about, as always, on a Tuesday edition of the Locked on Utes podcast. It does look like Craig Smith has begun to round out his coaching staff. News broke late Monday night via Sam Gordon and Alex Markham, local Rivals uh, Publisher Sam Gordon obviously with uh, uh, The Review Journal out of Las Vegas That The Marlowe Slocum Was going to join Craig Smith's Coaching staff at Utah And It without a doubt It's a homecoming of sorts for Slocum He left the University of Utah to go to UNLV The the move was billed as an opportunity for Slocum to get more involved as a first chair assistant, so to speak. Uh, Larry Kraskoviak and Tommy Connor had a really strong relationship, although they didn't really know each other initially. And Tommy was more of a suggestion from people uh, around the program that that knew what kind of a coach he was. Uh, But they did develop a very strong relationship, were good friends. And the likelihood of Slocum moving up on the staff was just not going to happen. Andy Hill, another assistant coach, had come with Larry from Montana. He's known him for over a decade. And so I think Slocum went to UNLV with the hopes that he was going to be able to climb that ladder a little bit. Unfortunately, things didn't go well down at UNLV. Uh, Donnie Tillman ended up there and ended up transferring out of UNLV. I believe he's now at New Mexico, if I'm not mistaken. New Mexico State, excuse me. Uh, The magic of podcasting right there, being able to Google on the fly. Uh, Things did not work out well for UNLV. The staff was relieved after two years, and now Slocum is back at Utah. Now, Slocum does have plenty of connections with Craig Smith. They did coach together uh, at Colorado State, so there is familiarity there. And as we've heard most people talk about it, the big question mark regarding Craig Smith and his coaching abilities has been recruiting. And Slocum, without a doubt, is an A1 recruiter. And the word on the street was that he was handcuffed at times uh, in in what he could do at the University of Utah previously. Um, You can read into that whatever you want. But if you look around the Pac-12, there are a number of programs that have been uh, investigated by the FBI for cheating scandals and, and payments and all sorts of stuff like that. So it shouldn't be that hard to figure out uh where the university of utah was handcuffed to a degree um but the good news is that slocum does have a lot of experience and a lot of connections with the the right kind of people within the aau network and and nowadays that's that's the primary way that you're going to get any kind of movement or any kind of recruiting done for out-of-state kids it's got to be through aau and The other alternatives are the transfer portal and the international stuff. And I think that Craig Smith and whoever else he chooses to bring in, we talked to you a little bit about some of those names on yesterday's show with Jake. Uh, They'll be able to handle that aspect of it. I I have very little concern for that. Uh, But you do need somebody that has a a strong understanding of the AAU program, the way it works. When I mentioned uh, candidates that I was a fan of, Earl Watson was a very important one for that very reason. Watson is well-connected to the AAU network. He ran West Coast Elite for a very, very long time before it became West Coast Elite. He was a Watson Elite. And so he has a lot of understanding of what happens at the AAU program. Johnny Bryant, same thing. He is a guy that is very close with Walt Perrin. Walt Perrin. With Utah Jazz for years, and was one of the more knowledgeable people when it was when it came to discussing high school prospects, even let alone just NBA prospects. Which should give you an idea of how deeply these kids are scouted and how early personnel people in the NBA are aware of them. And so Slocum returns to the University of Utah to fulfill that role as as a recruiting pipeline. Some of the guys that he brought in, I think uh, people will be very familiar with Donnie uh, Donnie Tillman. Uh, Devin Daniels, DeLon Wright was another one that he heavily facilitated. Uh, so Slocum with a lot of connections in, in that regards, I believe Vontae Hendricks was another one of a recruit that he had helped the university of Utah zero in and on as well. So returning to the university of Utah, familiar with the program, understands things, uh, familiarity with the head coach and Greg Smith know each other from previous stops All of it, just very positive, and I think Utah fans are elated over it. I think it's a return to the peak time of the Larry Krzykowiak era while he was at the University of Utah. That team that should have gone to at least the Elite Eight due to two non-existent foul calls or excuse me two foul calls on non-fouls on DeLon Wright right before the half that clearly influenced that game anyways some of us are clearly not over those kinds of things and don't even bring up san antonio in 98 i'm pretty sure that was the last time i ever cried at a sporting event uh that i didn't participate in either as a coach or a player it's uh, there is this tie back to the history and and old times of the of university of utah basketball that i think people are very uh aware of and i think it's important to a lot of the fan base and so the other name that we've heard batted about is is chris burgess i do believe that uh john hartwell mentioned in uh press conference that there was an assistant coach that was leaving utah state to go with uh craig smith the the rumors are that that's eric peterson uh, I, I have not been able to confirm with anybody that that's who it is. Um, the only other option really would be either Austin Hansen or, as we discussed, uh, David Ragland. The one that I, the name that has been batted about a little bit on Twitter, is Eric Peterson, and Peterson is, you know, has been uh, with Smith for the last seven years, three at Utah State and four at South Dakota before that. So, plenty of people that that are familiar with Coach Smith and what he wants to do, how he runs his program, everything like that and I think with, especially with coaching staffs, so you have to have familiarity with the people that you're working with for the most part um, but it does leave that third chair open and the debate is what do you do with that third chair do you slide Henry Martinez in there so that you can keep Ian Martinez do you try to find an off the court position for Henry to keep him on board, he can transition to an off the court Uh, position without any kind of penalty in terms of recruiting And, and i know that sounds bizarre but these are the kind of rules that you have to deal with with the ncaa and unfortunately they enforce the ones about coaches and and not the ones that are all over the place in terms of paying players so uh not bitter at all whatever but that's the debate, is what do you do with that third chair? Is it Henry Martinez? Do you try and move him to an off-the-court position, something like what Donnie Daniels used to do? Uh, do you try and bring in Chris Burgess to be the third assistant? How would that work with Burgess not really having a previous, prior relationship with Craig Smith? The other aspect of it, too, is if if it is indeed Eric Peterson, who is the incoming uh, assistant from Utah State, he's a post coach. He He coaches the bigs. Will that be a problem if you bring in Chris Burgess that now you have two big man coaches? Lots to discuss. So it'll be very interesting to see how they fill out that third chair. And there may be a candidate out there that we haven't heard yet either. Uh, Always possible as – as I hope you've learned throughout this whole process, coaching surface searches are insane. And some things can happen in the snap of a finger that can be completely opposite of what you've heard. So you have to be really, really careful with the information that you're providing doing these things. Uh, and to be honest, not not really my favorite kind of news to break. Uh, because there is so much that's going on. And, and the coaching community is so active in terms of conversations with one another that never come into fruition. And so it can be very, very challenging knowing when to run with something and when to hold back. So kind of glad that this one's over. Excited to see who the third assistant will be. But I do think that uh, Coach Smith is is going in the right direction by bringing in Damaral Slocum, without a doubt. And our good friends at rockauto.com want to make sure that you're going in the right direction that's why you go to rockauto.com if you need to go order brake parts or maybe you have to replace a power steering pump or maybe you just want to get a callahan auto oil filter or maybe a new set of callahan brake pads i don't know just make sure that you know the specs on that rotary girder so that when you go to rockauto.com to order your parts at the lowest price possible, you'll be able to get the right part every time. That's part of why Rock Auto has been doing this for 20 years, serving auto parts customers online, being able to get the right part for the right vehicle in a short amount of time for the right price, whatever your need. Lamps, motor oils, new carpet. We've talked about seat covers before on this podcast. I mentioned that that's where I get my brake pads from. Uh... Just go to rockauto.com, give it a shot, and make sure that you write Locked On in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Just make sure you go to rockauto.com. Jumping back into things here on the Locked On Utes podcast, of course, my name is Brian Brown, We're going to talk a little bit about some news that came across the wire, so to speak. I don't even know if they have a wire anymore. Uh, Probably somewhere. I think Twitter has become the wire, to be honest with you. Alfonso Plummer announced on his Instagram page that he was declaring for the 2021 NBA draft, quote, to test the waters, end quote. He also said, I have also decided to enter the transfer portal to have more options if I return to play one more year of college. We speculated that he was likely not coming back to the University of Utah because he was going to go try and play professionally somewhere. And I think this is probably the end of the road for Alfonso Plummer at the University of Utah. And wish him good luck. It was really cool to see on his Instagram page how a lot of the his former teammates, like Booth Gotch, Lahat Chun, and Jordan Kellyer, along with team teammates from the University of Utah, posted wishing him good luck and, and everything like that. Even uh, Chris Duarte, uh, Oregon Duck, had a uh, message of, go do your thing, bro. So, cool to see that everybody is supportive of this decision in terms of his teammates. And, of course, they are. That's, that's how it is. Uh, when you play with somebody, you understand how hard it is to work and to grind and struggle and everything like that. And so, when somebody makes a decision for themselves... That's usually the, the structure of it is you're going to be supportive of them. It's an interesting move for Plummer. Uh, I think anyone who watched games this year, the shooting is not a question, without a doubt. When Fonzo gets hot, he is just lights out. And, and when he gets an easy make or sees the ball goes in, it's usually a pretty good night for him. That was one of my big observations is if you could get him more easy buckets early on, then he usually would have a good night offensively. The issue was always on the defensive end. He always looked lost. He was always a step behind. He was never good at playing in the pick and roll. And if that's where he's going in the NBA, then he's going to be absolutely lit up. And I know this is where everybody comes with the choruses of, well, they don't play defense in the NBA either. They do, it's just not the same kind of defense because nobody can guard LeBron James one-on-one the way that you would defend in college. You'd get made look like a fool. So it's a little bit different. But that, even that being said, Fonzo still has an uphill battle in terms of his defense. He's got to be a more competitive defender in order if he wants to make it to the NBA. I do not think that the NBA is where he, he ends up. I think his best bet is either going somewhere overseas to play professionally or possibly with a G League team. We've seen Cedric Barefield have opportunities in the G League that he's been able to take advantage of. I believe uh, Dakari Tucker has had some good experience. I want to say he set like a three-point record with Rio Grande uh, or Rio Valley Vipers, Rio Grande Valley Vipers, whatever it is, the Houston affiliate. So, those opportunities will be there for him. I do believe that without a doubt, but he will need to commit himself on the defensive end of things to really be the kind of player that can play professionally for a long time and, or or maybe even make it to the, to the NBA by some point. That being said, I don't think that he'll come back to the university of Utah. I think that it's pretty, pretty obvious that he and Timmy Allen are on their way. Uh, I, Riley Batten, who knows at this point. Uh my understanding of the baton situation was that his was more to have options open in case of not not having a good vibe with a coach or a good fitter or or you know, whatever it was he wanted to be able that he had some to ensure that he had some options. And I honestly think that's a very smart move for any player is that once you go in the portal then you can talk to other coaching staffs and you have that opportunity to do it without having to jeopardize your eligibility or anything like that. So we wish Alfonso good luck and hope that he lands somewhere that he can really excel and grow and continue to develop as a player. Uh, It was always fun to watch him shoot. I, I, The highlights, the the comeback against Colorado, the first half against Oregon State in the tournament in 2020, some of my favorite moments, watching him just shoot the ball so lights out was always enthralling. And when he got hot, there was no more exciting player at the University of Utah than Alfonso Plummer. So, Alfuego, good luck to you from everyone here on the Locked on News podcast, and hopefully we see you soon. I had someone reach out to me the other day and ask me, so do you really use bet online? And the answer is yes. Uh, it's honestly, I've always wanted to get into gambling. I watch way too much sports to just call it a hobby. Uh, and I didn't understand it when people would talk about lines and things like that or parlays. I heard all these terms or bet the under or over or home dog or everything like that. And so I, when the opportunity to, to jump in the bed online came, I jumped in with both feet and it was, there were some really high highs and some great parlay wins and, and some tough losses. And I learned to hate the New York Knicks. So I guess some things just really do uh, come full circle in life. But the one thing that you don't have to worry about is the reliability of bed online. It's super easy. You go to the website, you sign up, you make your deposit, you enter the promo code locked on, and you'll get 50% on top of that, uh, and then you'll have a wide world of bets opened up to you, whether it's NBA, college basketball, uh, NHL, we've got baseball coming up, obviously we talked about the awards shows, if you're betting on Ted Lasso, like I am, for the, uh, was the SAG awards, uh, the, the, they dropped a little snippet for, um, you can put... Bets you can put money down on that. Uh, they'll create their own odds. So if you want to bet on whether or not I'm going to flub a name here on the podcast this week, I'm sure they would give you odds for that. But all you have to do go to betonline.ag either on the website, use your mobile device. They've got a really smooth uh, setup on the mobile. It's super easy to use. Again, make that deposit, open up your account, promo code locked on. For a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, and then you're off and running. Maybe you want to bet ponies. You can do it there. Everything. Because Bet Online, they are your online sports book experts. Built Bar Madness continues this week. Go to builtbar.com, vote for your favorite flavor in the championship. We've got cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk. Cookie versus cookie, man, this is insanity. I guess that's why they call it Madness. We've got Mint Brownie against Coconut Brownie Chunk. Obviously, with my nickname being Brownie, why do we have brownies and brownies and then cookies and cookies? What is going on here? But my two favorites, Coconut Brownie Chunk, Cookie Dough Chunk, probably going to end up in the championship for my bracket. Go ahead and go to BuiltBar.com to vote for those. But in the meantime, there's a promo code for you. It's locked on 15 where you can get 15% off and you can order whatever it is that you want from Built Bar, whether it's getting the actual Built Bar, uh, if you want to get Built Go, Built Boost, Built Bites, Built Broth. I had a bad experience with some bone broth the other day, and it's probably because it wasn't Built Broth. I've never had a bad experience with it. I really enjoy their broth. I know it's super weird, but hey, listen, when you play college football, even at the JUCO level, your joints get beat up, and you uh, want them to work properly, and so that's why I drink bone broth, because it helps my joints feel better, and I want to be able to walk into my 70s and 80s. So, go to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code LOCKEDON15 to get your 15% off discount from Built Bar. They are the best tasting protein bars on the planet, not just my opinion, there was actually a protein bar bracket out there on the internet and built bar is one of the finalists so you don't have to take my word for it just go to builtbar.com use that promo code locked on 15 to get your 15% off and let's get built Wrapping up another episode of Locked On Utes here with your weekend recap. We decided to save this for Tuesday since there was so much going on with the new coaching hire on Monday. And we're going to start off with Utah Baseball, which closed out a pretty tough series against Cal with a win. Dropped the first two, finished off the series finale with a big win, 11-4 over the Cal Bears. It puts the Utes to 5-13 and total and 2-4 and in the Pac-12 with a big series coming up next week in a three-game set against the Oregon State Beavers. Oregon State traditionally has been a baseball powerhouse, so it'll be another big test for for the team. Uh, you know, young team, the the offense has been there, the pitching has been a little bit of a struggle, and we'll see if Bill Kinneberg can get the ship righted and get these Utes back to pinging and, and swinging the way that they, they have the potential to, and we'll keep you updated along with more uh, Lundy updates. I'm sure at some point here on the Locked On Utes podcast as well. Overall, it was a tough weekend for any bat-related sport up at the University of Utah. Softball was swept by Stanford. They lost the last one, four to one. The Cardinal, a, a very dominant force, they are twenty-two and four on the year, three and on the Pac-12. While Utah dropped to eleven and thirteen and zero and six in Pac-12 play. And this was a team that was really starting to cook as they entered into Pac-12 play, and we expected them to continue that. And it seems that they've started to struggle a little bit here. The good news for the Lady Youth softball team is that they will continue to be here in Salt Lake City up at the friendly confines of Dumpkey Family Stadium. They will have a three-game homestand against the Arizona State Sun Devils. So if you have any kind of Disregard or distaste or maybe Dislike for Arizona State This would be a great weekend to get out and support The softball team Thursday, Friday Saturday they will have games Against Arizona State Transitioning over to volleyball as Utah honored seniors Danny Drews and Kenzie Kerber uh, two of The Better or if not best volleyball Players in Utah recent Utah History as far as I'm concerned Danny Drews Will be up there in, in the the Hall of Fame someday. I'm almost positive for that. But Drews and Kerber, in in true senior day fashion, stuck it to the Washington State Cougars as the Utes swept uh, the series against uh, Wazoo. Drews had 16 kills, Kerber had 16 kills and ace and three blocks, and then Kennedy Evans contributed five kills and three blocks along with Madeline Robinson adding nine kills and three blocks. So the Utes finished the season. On a high note, uh, improved to thirteen and four in their final home game of the season. The next match will be at Oregon State on April first. You can find that on the Oregon State live stream two on the Pac-12 Network website. So if if you want to tune in for that one, but Utah will finish out the regular season on the road at Oregon State, and then we'll see what happens with them as as far as. Uh, the NCAA tournament and whatnot. This is a very talented team, ranked number 11 current, or excuse me, number 12 in the country currently. Uh, ranked all the way as high as number seven during points in the season. So, fingers crossed that things go well for the Utes up in Corvallis and that we can see them continue to play in the postseason. Utah men's lacrosse dropped a heartbreaker on the road at Mercer. It was an early game, started at 9 9 a.m. local time. The uh, the Lacs Utes dropped a, a very high scoring affair, fifteen to ten, uh, at Five Star Stadium there in Macon, Georgia. But it was a close battle for most of the first quarter. But Mercer broke things open with a four goal run at the end of the first, continuing on into the second. And the Utes just never really were able to fully recover. Uh, They followed that 4-0 run with back-to-back goals to make it 8-6 with 10 minutes left in the third, uh, at which point Mercer's Michael Quinn answered with back-to-back goals of his own. And that put the Utes back 10-6. And they just pretty much carried that lead until the end of the game where they won Uh, 15-10. Were some bright spots, obviously, for for the Utes. Carson Moyer. Uh, Had a strong game with three goals. Jared Andriala uh, added two goals as well. A.J. McMahon with two goals. And Jordan Hyde uh, had a goal and two assists. For a young youth squad that is still developing and is off to a little bit of a rocky start this year, but the good news is that Coach Brian Holman will have an opportunity to get them back on track with a televised game on ESPN Plus at Boston University. That one will be at 9 a.m. faceoff. Again on ESPN Plus, so tune in and support a, the the Lacks Utes there from Salt Lake City, and let's keep our fingers crossed that Coach Holman and company can get things righted and and maybe come out of this this little East Coast road trip our our true Utah Road Warriors. Maybe they can come out of this one with a, a win next week. Finally, wrapping things up here on the show. The Utah men's swimming and diving team had an adventurous weekend with the Utah 200 medley relay team earning second team All-American honors. Andrew Britton, Cooper Daruk, Andre Unger, and Finn Oheimhergen placed 15th overall in the 200-meter relay to earn All-American status in the group's final race of the year together. That's quite the accomplishment. Not to be uh, overlooked is Luke McDivitt, earning a NCAA All-American spot on platform diving. So it was a great weeking for, weekend for Utah swimming and diving, despite the fact that our, uh, our baseball and softball teams didn't do so great. Uh, really great performances for swimming and diving out there. So congrats to the, uh, the swimming Utes and the diving Utes on being able to bring home some hardware. Uh, just another great day out here in the Conference of Champions. And that's going to be it for today's show. Thank you so much for riding along with me here shotgun today. We'll have more Utah news notes and updates coming up for you again tomorrow. As always, remember to subscribe, rate, review, leave us a review. It's my favorite thing that you do because I will read them back to you unless you specifically tell me not to. And... Tell your friends about us. We've had some incredible growth the last few weeks. Obviously, some really great numbers. It's great to see that Utah fans are making their mark in this market, and the best way to do that is to continue spreading the good word about us. We're always up for suggestions and anything like that. So you can add us at Locked on Twitter, at SLC at Jacob C. Hatch. Also, send us an email if you feel so inclined, LockedOnUts at gmail.com. Please remember to be well, stay well, and do well. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Youth Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network.